Welcome back to the fourth episode of An Evening with Nate. We are going to discuss about the power of stories today. It is nice to get back on the main series of episodes, our main discussion on stories here in episode one. Now, I have a little bit of a draft just in front of me of what we're going to discuss today. And I'm I'm guessing it won't be as lengthy nor in-depth as the other episodes. It won't be as complicated. It won't be as confusing. But I hope it will be just as informative and as intriguing. Instead of doing a massive breakdown of a big and broad topic, we are going to go a little easier. We're going to go a little specific right now. And discuss about the power of stories. This is still very broad, but there's a lot that we can do with this, and it's very interesting. Uh, first of all, I guess a point that I need to reaffirm is that stories uh, differ from arguments, descriptions, um, discussions, opinions, and all that. Within stories are time, space, action consequence, personalities, um, and life. And when we discuss about stories, it's usually very distinct. There are plot points, there are beginnings, there are rises and climaxes and falls, and a plot conclusion, uh, cliffhangers, all that. And what's interesting is that within a story, you can have arguments, you can have descriptions, but uh, arguments and descriptions do not have a story within them. Stories are very interesting and they mimic our lives today. Now, stories can be fictional, they can be non-fictional, as we have broken down in the past two episodes, And they could be uh, a sort of a mix of both. We're talking about myths, we're talking about uh, works that are, in quotation mark, uh, based on true stories, which just basically means they take the premise uh, of, of a fictional world, but they drop in the names of famous historical figures or whatnot. And... Um, today's discussion will go over all of them. There won't be a breakdown of the whole fictional non fictional thing anymore in the hopes that we can add uh, more focus on the title, which is The Power of Stories. Now, the first aspect of The Power of Stories that people often overlook is that, especially in the sense of historical stories or stories of greatness it's that we often forget that we are talking about humans the same way goes for the famous celebrities and people of the day we often forget that they're humans just like us that they breathe and eat and feel and understand things just like us, that they all started out as innocent little babies, just like us. And it often blows my mind that I am about the same height as Napoleon Bonaparte and Winston Churchill. Because when you talk about these people who have graced history with their presence and their charisma and their speeches 
and their actions, there seems to be this large myth surrounding them, this great blinding light uh, enveloping them, and we talk about them with such reverence and astonishment that we often forget they are just like us. In fact, that in certain areas and certain aspects, we might even be superior. I don't think it's very hard to... Um, if, if, you're a, if you're someone who goes to the gym a lot these days, you know, you might find yourself, historically speaking, stronger than some of the legendary figures of, of war and, and battles and all that in the past because of modern technology. If you are tall by today's standards, then you must be a giant by the standards of, of the past. The power of stories is that they can, they can sort of put a shroud over your eyes and um, envelop certain people with this great light of greatness. The power of stories is the power to create legends, to remove the human from human heroes, and to make them simply heroes. To remove the human from human villains, and simply make them villains. Stories, then, are, are, an, ir uh, are an irony, or, or a paradox of some sort, because... Um, one of the reasons, I, I guess I discussed, that stories and fiction appeals to us most is because we relate so much uh, that we, we find relation with certain aspects of the stories. And we share, relation, we share a relation and a belief in some of the points mentioned within the stories. We see ourselves within the stories or the characters or the events that we are very much invested in. But at the same time, stories can make it that people who aren't that much different from us seem a world apart. And it's, it's really amazing that stories can have that power. Sort of exalt or raise the position of someone to beyond of what he or she was. So that's the first power of uh, the story, of, of stories, which is to envelop someone in the armor of myth. I guess that's the fancy way of putting it. Or in other words, the power of story is to make people uh, seem like they're not people and something greater than that, even though they're not. The power of stories is the power to create legends. Next, the power of stories is the power to put into words and to put, uh, to put into people's knowledge uh, mistakes that should never be made. Stories as a lesson, and stories as a beacon of hope. 
So I'm going to put those two as one definition, which is as a as a message of warning and as a beacon of hope. That is one definition. And the example I'm probably going to use is Anne Frank's diary because it remains to this day celebrated as one of the most heart-wrenching books of all time. But at the same time, it's also seen as one of the more most inspiring books of all time. The same way, I guess, we can say about the story of Nelson Mandela and all that. Uh, we can look beyond the world of nonfiction. In the world of fiction, we have Bruce Wayne, um, whose life of tragedy he turns into something more of a beacon of hope. Even though he claims that the bat is a symbol of fear, the facts are when the when the uh, light when the strobe lights are shown and the bat symbol is displayed upon the sky, people are people are looking to him for hope and for justice. Uh, the same thing goes again. I'm going to go back with my uh, Anne Frank discussion because I think that it's. It's, it's very sad, but it's also one of the first-hand accounts of really the atrocities that humans can do to each other. And it's a very deep warning to humankind of what we're capable of doing. Just how damaging we can be and just how capable we are of turning off our conscience and doing um, atrocious things. Now... At the same time, it sheds light on one of the most beautiful aspects of of humankind, which is hope and perseverance. And the, the book and her story is a test for your faith in humanity. And it's a, it's a very, it's a very deep one. Uh, it's a very deep cut to your heart when you learn about what had happened uh, sort of in a matter of fact why, uh, manner you you cringe at the thought of the violence going on of the abuse of the war prisoners and all that but when the facts are turned into stories and someone wrote it down for you it becomes this heart-wrenching moment of just sorrow and sympathy and grief for the human race and uh, a bitter reminder of, of where we had been and where we should never venture to ever again. So I guess that sums up my second uh, purpose, a uh, second Uh, explanation of the power of stories which is to be a beacon of hope and a reminder of what not to do which is i i think is the most generic point here but i guess i'll add a point one of the more important points is something that i mentioned earlier that how stories can be a test for your faith in humanity as well okay that's a new point uh i'm gonna add that to my list now Uh, And I'm glad I said that. If you agree, if you disagree, let me know. 
because it's an interesting discussion and I am by no means an expert in this. Now, the second, uh, sorry, the third form of the power of stories is the power to control behavior and to teach. This is similar with my points on uh, Anne Frank. However, this context of teaching means that uh, fictional stories, in order to provide some sort of a moral lesson or a teaching at the end. So, stories can be factual or non-factual. I have to confirm this before I start the point because I'm going to talk about religion for a little bit. And I'm not going to go very in-depth. I'm not going to advertise any sort of faith. I'm just going to say that it's interesting that in most scriptures, if not all, that uh, as an alternative to teachings and rules and laws and what to do and what not to do, there are bits and pieces and outlines of stories and historical records. Uh, on one hand, they uh, serve the interests of the book to, I guess, maintain a, a certain sense of historical uh, relevancy, accuracy, and stuff like that. But on the other hand, uh, what I observe is that the stories, they, they function to embody the lessons that, that are being taught in a more accessible and understandable way. So, where in the previous case, stories are used, stories of the past are used to prevent us from making any more mistakes, in this context, stories are used to incite and to invite behavior. And of course, in this sense, good behavior. Now, I'm not going to go in, a, in an in-depth discussion of good morals and whatnot, but I guess we can agree that one of the reasons that a lot of religion uh, and religious beliefs and religious scripts include stories within, um, they're not purely because there is a need for a sort of historical proof or historical context, but because uh, they knew or I guess they could guess that in order to gain the interest and comprehension of large groups of people, the values must be presented in a way that makes sense, that, uh, that you can copy, that you can take example from, and what not to do as well. So, the next power of stories is to control people to incite action. Okay, so we've had three points so far. Now, the next point of um, this discussion, the power of stories, is uh, that stories give meaning, or stories give deeper meaning to art. Now, uh, some people who purely believe that an art should be freely interpreted as freely as possible 
would probably be against us giving out extra contexts uh, in terms of our art criticism and art appreciation but if you are a believer of free interpretation that my, then my limited interpretation should be allowed because it is in itself uh, an interpretation I believe that photographs and paintings all have at the very least uh, I wouldn't say an original meaning but a main point like how a paragraph or a poem despite the many interpretations you can have will revolve around one thing uh, and generally have a little bit of truth within them I believe that Uh, people say that a picture tells uh, a thousand words and photographs and paintings usually are the greatest when they leave you with so much thoughts that you can have new interpretations and new feelings for it every time it goes around um, and I think it's great it's interesting because The relationship between stories and art, I think, is similar to that of data and information. Data in itself are just numbers, they're just figures, but information is how you interpret it into something that means and possesses a function, that possesses a meaning. And the same way it goes for Uh, art and stories because I believe stories and context provide an enriching sense of meaning to whatever art it is you're producing. Um, I am not by, by any account um, a historian in art and amongst the many forms of art that I do enjoy. I am not very much well versed in the world of paintings, painters, sculptures, and artists. But let me add um, the story of Guernica, which if I'm not mistaken is in Spain, and Picasso's very popular painting of it. It's a beautiful cubist painting, Guernica is. But if you knew the context behind it, the, the, the Spanish, uh, I'm not sure, was it, was it a civil war or some sort of an unrest at the time? If you knew the background of the war at the time, it would possess greater meaning and you would be able to understand the, the painting and why it is named Guernica. So stories, I believe, provide meaning to art the same way that information is an interpretation of data because no matter how absurd or no matter how out there your interpretation of a form of art is especially paintings uh, and or music you're creating a narrative you're creating a story you are imagining Uh, about the context of the time you're imagining about the author you are imagining about the author's belief his state of mind his current uh, relationship and what brought him to write the lines that he wrote what brought him to paint the lines he painted so 
I believe that stories are a way for people to give meaning to the art that they consume. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So that's another aspect of the power of stories, is that it helps people create, give, and keep meaning to various forms of art. I'm going to add a mini point here that another power of stories is that it adds to value. Now, I'm not going to give uh, an in-depth discussion on this. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. If you've watched an episode of uh, Pawn Stars, then you'd probably know that oftentimes an item's value can increase tenfold, thousandfold if it's in the right story, if it is included in the right chain of events in space and time. A normal paper with some words on it wouldn't be worth much, but a letter from a United States Union soldier to his wife back at home, um, legit and original from the time, well, it's going to be worth many, many times uh, the value of what it is intrinsically as a piece of paper and some ink. Uh, So that's another mini point of the power of stories. They add to the value of something, whether it's sentimental value, whether it's a monetary value, economic value, a religious value, you name it. Now, another power of stories, uh, I guess, that we all know, is the power to attack and it has been around for a long 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 time the power of the hoax and the power of um, truthful the power of truthful stories to take down people who think that they're invisible the power to strike back the power to attack i'm talking about cancel culture whether it is justified or silly you cannot deny that it has power i'm talking about the me too movement which i believe is uh, something important because women need to know that there is hope for them if they were to speak out against harassment in all its forms even though i condemn people who of course misuse the things to to um, to take down innocent people for their own advantages. I I condemn those actions, but as uh, an overall movement to support and help people who are otherwise not brave enough to share their opinion their opinions and their experiences, I think it's a great part of it. Stories have always been used as a power to go against. Uh, regimes in power to go against injustices to go against misunderstandings stories parables and all that it's it's always been amazing to me just how much power it has one of the more ridiculous ones was last year i guess between james charles and tati that whole exchange thing uh there was a story uh, and there were adverse consequences, massive unsubscription uh, sprees, and then there was the 
defense another story new additions new plot points then a sudden urge a sudden surge of resubscriptions occurred it's amazing it's weird it's wacky it's crazy and it's actually a frightening world we live in being in indonesia there is a rise of social media buzzer and hoax um, accounts especially during the last presidential election it was really um, it was really a big deal there were lots of unrest among people information especially false information traveled here and there and here and there and here and there and people don't know what or who to believe. Um, and this is one of the more dangerous powers of stories because I can see people misusing it. The mainstream media can misuse it to take down certain people that do not fit their agenda, certain uh, politically dominated news media or entertainment industry officials can use this power to attack uh, people they don't like. This is one of the more frightening powers of stories because you really can uh, ruin a man's life or a woman's life. Just ruin ruin anyone's life. I'm sorry. Uh, what else? Power of stories. Stories invite sympathy. And... This is similar to Anne Frank's point, I guess, but um, I am leaning more towards the inclusion of stories and mediums of art, especially songs. Because where previously I say that stories help give meaning, upon giving meaning, you would, uh, whether it is consciously or subconsciously, compare, combine, contrast what you've learned, what you've understood, what you've interpreted with your life, and there will be sympathy or a lack thereof. Stories invite you to feel and to question why you feel if, uh, if you're self-aware enough to do it. Stories will invite you to react a certain way to certain things and once you do, it becomes sort of the baseline or the foundation to how you will react to similar similar things in similar situations for time to come. So they help build your your sympathy, but it also becomes sort of this one of the building blocks to your personality. So I believe that... Um, we can see this in music, we can see this in movies, documentary movies, we can even see this in the news, that uh, another power of stories is that it builds a person's personality and sympathy. What you sympathize with will be related to what you're accustomed with, being the person I am, and being accustomed to the um various messed up jokes uh the the black and dark humor that the internet has sometimes the things that make my parents cringe to me are um just the normal disturbing things that you would find that you would joke about online and other times the things that would make me cringe would be things that are the norm for, for other people, 
and this is where we're talking about you know casual um sexism and the whole uh, gender differentiation thing where uh, a certain color should only be reserved to a certain gender things like that that the older generations are perhaps uh, more reserved to they don't mind at all where where it sort of bothers us but our usage of swear words uh, a few a few dark jokes here and there that play around uh, and teases certain tragedies could could go very badly for some people so stories help build character or ruin character it's up to you to see it um, and we're nearing the end of our discussion actually this is very interesting uh, to me because another power that story possess is cultural representation and global influence do i need to say more why do you think i am uh making this podcast in english what do you think is my first exposure to the language of english uh, why do you think i use english on my phone why do you think my high school thinks that english is an important language and we have lessons uh, of english with actual native speakers that is because throughout time the english speaking languages particularly america perhaps in the past 100 200 years they've been involved in a lot of stories they've been involved historically in a lot of events and here's another thing they control a lot of the stories that we consume as a global market fictional stories that we enjoy this is why um in my opinion people keep talking about how mandarin is going to take over eventually people keep talking about how other languages are going to take over eventually because america is losing its grasp uh, economically and with all its uh, domestic troubles and the political divide and all that yada 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 but the thing is the, the one part of the world that they have this solid iron grip in is the entertainment industry and it is still for a lot of times the first exposure someone has with the language and because we as humans love entertainment and we love jumping on the bandwagons on several shows we love watching movies we love playing games we we get exposed we get exposed to the language a lot the the largest movie industry in the world hollywood the lots of the games that we play in the gaming industry are english those things are cultural representations of the of the english language the same thing goes for english music and how now people who don't particularly speak english can know the words to an english song because we love those things the same way i do uh stories are things that people love and people can't have enough of stories and if you can make enough good stories you'll have the interest of lots of people stories then 
can be a way for you to create works that represent your culture, your country, your beliefs, and send them worldwide in this globalized interconnectedness of creators and consumers. And another interesting example I would like to point out is the world of anime and manga. Now, on the industrial end, we can commend Japan on mending itself after its post-World War II trauma. But another interesting and commendable aspect is how it made one of the largest, most robust comic book and cartoon industry in the world ever and how it is only growing and growing and growing in influence today. If we were to look at total comic sales, it's amazing just how high One Piece ranks, beating a lot of Western comics, losing, I guess, only to Batman and Superman, who have been around for, what, 80? 80 years? It's amazing just what power stories can have. You see, because... um, Stories have lots of powers. First, they... Okay, this is a recap. I'm trying to make a smooth transition, but let's just go to the recaps. Because stories, they can make a legend out of a man, out of a woman. They can make a legend out of a person. Because stories tell you a warning of of what never to do and why you must keep hoping. Because stories help you teach something um, because stories help you teach and get your points across stories incite and invite behavior because stories give meaning to the various forms of art that you love because stories can sway opinions and can be used as one of the deadliest weapons in history because stories build your sympathy and your personality and because stories are a way for you and your culture to have this uh, global representation and global influence. So those are the power of stories in today's episode. I hope it has been helpful and I will be seeing you on later discussions. This has been an evening with Nate. Good evening.